the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. So here's a helpful hint from the Washington Post. Today's headline. (laughs) To save money, maybe you should skip breakfast. Yes, maybe you should skip breakfast. Because eggs are high. Bacon is high. Orange juice is high. Here's how you fix that problem. Don't eat it. Don't eat it. Now, uh, Brian Deese was the top economic advisor of Joe Biden. He's leaving Shocking he's leaving the administration when everything is going so swimmingly. And uh, he will be replaced uh, by, oh, who's that, what's that guy's name? Jared something or other. But Cecilia Krause uh, will stay on. She will probably get a bigger role. She was on the national news shows yesterday. Here she is on MSNBC uh, discussing food prices, which, you know, you may want to hear this because... It falls in line with the whole Washington Post thing that you should skip breakfast in order to be able to afford breakfast. So if we look at grocery prices, yes, the the price of eggs increased, but at a slower rate than they did last month. There we go. See, yes, the price increased, but at a slower rate than last month. You peasants, just shut up. Let them eat cake. Eggs. Sure, they increase, but... So if we look at grocery prices, yes, the, the price of eggs increased, but at a slower rate than they did last month. Oh, okay. Everything's great. Everything's great. Now, uh, Owen Lambert, I think is the gentleman's name, who was arrested at the East Palestine press conference of Mike DeWine about a week ago, he now need not worry about the, uh, is it Columbiana County, I think, authorities coming after him, or the Ohio National Guard coming after him, although the head of the Ohio National Guard, who pushed him, uh, he seemed pretty intent on harming uh, Mr. Lambert. But charges have been dropped by Dave Yost, the Ohio Attorney General. And he was handling it because, well, there was this confluence of stupid decisions made by all the authorities present at that press conference. Uh, Lambert was decidedly out of line talking loudly at the start of a press conference. I will freely admit that. I myself have been more than just a little annoyed by TV people in the past who continue to talk loudly when a press conference starts. I believe that when a press conference starts, everybody in the room should be quiet so that everybody who's there to hear the press conference can actually hear the press conference. But Mr. Lambert, like most TV people, they have to be seen at the press conference as the press conference begins on a live shot to verify the fact that they are indeed at the press conference. I get it. It's a local TV thing. It's a national TV thing. It's a TV thing. It's rude. It's boorish. It's inconsiderate. It's self-absorbed. It's not criminal. And they made it criminal by pushing him around, roughing him up, pushing him to the ground, handcuffing. I I will not be shy about telling you when reporters are out of line. But this was not necessary. 
Authorities are supposed to not escalate situations. And they escalated this situation. So here's the quote from Dave Yost. My office has reviewed the relevant video and documentary evidence and is dismissing the charges against Evan Lambert as unsupported by sufficient evidence. While journalists could conceivably be subject to criminal charges for trespassing in some situations, this incident is not one of them. The reporter was lawfully present at a press conference called by the governor of the state. His conduct was consistent with the purpose of the event and his role as a reporter. Now, I think Dave Yost got his start before law school. At least he had some interest in journalism because the very first journalism class I took at Ohio State, guess who was my classmate? Dave Yost. Yes. So I know Dave Yost from long ago understands the role of journalists, and um, I don't think that clouded his judgment in this case. If you respect the First Amendment, uh, that was a no-brainer that that case needed to go away. Even Governor DeWine made a comment later in the same day. Now, what needs to happen, and it gives me no pleasure to say this because I am Mr. Law and Order, but what needs to happen is this guy from the Ohio National Guard and the two Columbiana County Sheriff's deputies need to be disciplined in some way. They just do. And uh, I don't know if they will be, but they should be. I wonder if one of them was like young, didn't realize that. Well, the guy it's from the Ohio National Guard is not young. Protocol? No, no, I haven't seen their photographs, no. yeah. so they I don't, don't know. look. They, neither one of them look. Okay. Both of them looked old enough to know better. Uh, all right. Well, okay. then they don't have. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And again, I don't. Li- I don't like saying it. I don't. I do right. not like saying it because I always try to side and see things through the view of the police. But in this case, no. Now, Fox News has an op-ed written by Nicole Sapphire. She's frequently seen on camera. She is a doctor. And she's writing about the danger of this derailment in East Palestine, Ohio. She says the freight train with 150 cars. I don't think it had 150 cars. I think it had 50 cars. Derailed, population 4,700. 20 of the cars' trains were carrying hazardous materials. I've heard like 11. But maybe she knows more than I do about it resulting in a chemical catastrophe. Residents are now being told it's safe to go home. She says, I am not so confident. She wants to know what happened to the soil in the trench where the vinyl chloride was allowed to go when they burned it. She said that soil's got to be removed. If it's not removed, then the soil around it is eventually going to be contaminated because what happens is something gets in the soil and it rains and it goes down further. So they'll have to remediate that in some way, shape, or form. Here's the reporter on the ground. His name is Nick Sartour. He was on Tucker Carlson last night explaining why residents in the area are hesitant to believe what they are being told about how safe it is. A lot of the data that uh, that they've supposedly been collecting, they were supposed to release data last week uh, on water samples, right? How, how was the water supply... Uh, contaminated was groundwater contaminated they have not done any of that okay that's another thing that residents are are, are complaining about a lot because they don't even know if they can trust their own uh, tap water they don't want to turn on their taps a lot of these people do have wells but they have no clue if their groundwater has been contaminated this is america this is a first world country yeah that shouldn't be a concern safe drinking water shouldn't be a concern here is uh mr sartour again touching on the idea that the government says everything's fine. People have anecdotal evidence that maybe things aren't fine. What's going on on the ground is is a little bit different from what you might see in the media. Uh, the mm-hmm. sentiment from the residents seems to be that they are super annoyed 
at how the federal government, how the Biden administration in particular, is handling this situation. You have uh, the EPA in particular. They won't talk to any of the residents. You have people that are right up there. I spoke with a, 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 a small business owner. That was uh, their business was right in front of where the explosion was. They can't get anything out of the EPA. The federal government came in for a few days, took over their entire business, would not let them in. okay, but also wouldn't talk to them and wouldn't give them a plan, wouldn't tell them anything. And that's exactly how it's going for everybody that's in this town. So they don't know if they're going to be abandoned by the federal government and, and, and they don't know if their town is going to be wiped off the map. And it's it's really sad when you're talking to these people because they are terrified that this town that they grew up in, that they've lived in for their entire lives, is, is going to be uh, completely uh, demolished by people having to leave, people scared to even come back to the town. Uh, there, there, there's a myriad of people that do not believe the EPA's assessment that the town is okay to go back into. So they just haven't bothered. And that is a really scary thing to think that the federal government cannot be trusted enough to be able to tell us whether or not it's safe to go in an area like this. Again, that area voted 71 percent for Donald Trump in the last election. Seventy one percent. I did a quick check and mm-hmm. uh, the AP did a story on February 4th. So this would have been day after day after. And they say 50 derailed cars, 20 of the 100 were classified as carrying hazardous materials. Okay, so 50 derailed. 50 derailed. Okay. And then it goes on in the the article saying 20 of the 100 total were classified as carrying hazardous materials. So that's interesting. The day after. Yeah. Oh, I saw a heartbreaking photo taken from the backyard of a residence right beside, like literally 20 yards away is a burned out car that carries chemicals because it's got the rounded shape. It's not a box car. It's 20 yards from a backyard with a trampoline and a little tiny play set. You just know a little child lives right there. So I wanted to revisit and provide some context to a comment made by Nick Sartor, one of the reporters, independent journalists on the ground in East Palestine, Ohio. And he's talking about how he's networking with residents and residents are all highly skeptical of what they're being told by the government. And here's a snippet of what he said. And then I'm going to give you an example from thousands of miles away, at least a thousand, of why people there are not wrong to feel the way they feel. And that is a really scary thing to think that the federal government cannot be trusted enough to be able to tell us whether or not it's safe to go in an area like this. Okay, so yesterday in Washington, D.C., our old friend Rochelle Walensky from the CDC is sitting down for a hearing and she is being questioned by a lawmaker from the state of Washington. Here's how this sounds. Here's how that sounded. Studies now in Georgia. Dr. Walensky, why are we masking our kids today? You know, thank you. Also, so our guidance um, for school-based masking is related to our COVID-19 community levels. Unfortunately, we're in a place now in this country where most of our country is in green or yellow, um, has uh, lower um, 
low or moderate transmission or COVID-19 community levels. And in those situations, we actually don't recommend masking. We recommend it for high COVID-19 community so, levels. So what is your timeline for updating, reevaluating these guide guidance? You know, our masking guidance doesn't really change um, with time. What it changes with is disease. So- First of all, did you notice she said it's unfortunate that the transmission levels are low in most of the country and they can't require masks? She really did say that. It's unfortunate. It's really unfortunate because we'd like to mask up every one of those little buggers. It makes us feel better as adults. They're nothing but germ factories. And then she was asked, so when are you going to change your masking recommendations? She's like, well, they're really not going to change it. They're not going to change it. It's been disproven, ineffective. Are we going to change it? No, we're not. Not going to change it. Gee, why would people not trust? Why would people not trust the government? when they're not open to being nimble and reactive to data. Hmm, I don't know. Now, we've heard from just about everybody in this East Palestine situation, except the feds. Of course, we can't bother Pete Buttigieg to go. He's busy chest-feeding his child, taking maternity leave, or who knows what he's doing. Probably decrying the preponderance of white construction workers somewhere where they're building a bridge. Uh, But here is... Uh, a gentleman interviewing with Dana Perino on Fox. His name is Michael Reagan, but it's not the Michael Reagan you know. Uh, this guy works for the Biden administration, so of course he's not a white male, uh, which doesn't mean that he can't do his job. It just means that he's you know thoroughly woke. Uh, Dana Perino of Fox questioning him, which seems like a pretty obvious question. If you're monitoring this whole thing, why aren't you on site monitoring it? Do you feel satisfied with the efforts that are being done without having seen it firsthand? I do. I feel very confident with the resources that we've deployed. And and I will see this firsthand later this week. I wanted to be sure uh, that we were not diverting any resources to, uh, you know, addressing this issue on the ground. Uh, But, yes, I want to see and verify for myself. But I have complete confidence in the partnership that's been exhibited with the state leadership on water quality uh, testing and our ability to support that water quality testing. And again, the air quality monitoring data that we are providing is done with the highest technologies available, air, mobile, Mm -hmm. and stationary air monitors to give us real-time data. So he's very interested in going. He's just going later this week. Just in case, I don't know, a few more days of the wind blowing (laughs) wouldn't hurt to clear the area out before Michael Reagan makes a trip to East Palestine. Uh, Another question from Dana Perino to the EPA chief. Governor DeWine yesterday said that if he were to be in that area, if he was in the home, that he wouldn't drink the water. He said he would drink bottled water. What about you? Would you return to these homes now? Would you feel comfortable bathing your children in the water or drinking that water? Based on the results of those homes that have been tested, uh, if those test results have come back and said that the air quality is okay and the water is okay, I would remain in my home and I would drink the water. But there are some homes that have not been tested for water quality. And for those homes, uh, they should continue to use bottled water until the state comes in and tests that water. We have very solid data. Now we just have to be sure that we're transparent and get that data to the community who is rightfully concerned. All right, I have an idea. When Mr. Reagan shows up later in the week in East Palestine, if I'm a resident of East Palestine, I'm getting a big old glass 
putting some ice in it that I froze in my own refrigerator from my own tap water, and I'm bringing him a big, tall, cool glass of ice water from my tap. And I'm saying, if the water's safe, drink this. If you're so sure the water is safe, I would feel better if I saw you drink every last drop of this glass of water. I'm just saying. Maybe he would. That'd be great. I'd like to see his reaction. Somebody said, you know, I really appreciate that you're here. I really appreciate that you're telling us the water is safe. I'm inspired by your testimonial for the quality of the water here in East Palestine. I froze these ice cubes myself from my tap water, and I just ran this glass of water, and I would like for you to drink it to inspire widespread confidence throughout the community of East Palestine. That would be one way to handle it. Uh, More from Dana Perino and Michael Reagan. With the town hall that's coming tonight, could you commit to those people there that are asking for more and direct communication? I understand that the state is in the lead here, but everyone is also turning to the Biden administration saying we need help. They're even asking the governor to ask FEMA to come in because these people are living in other towns so that they can feel safe. You know, the president has called the governor director directly and offered all of our resources. Uh, we've been on the ground since day one offering all of our resources. And yes, we can commit uh, that we will communicate effectively. We will communicate all of the, re- the results that we have. You know, as a former state regulator, I also want to say that we are also respecting the primacy that the state has in terms of leading in certain certain areas. And so together, collectively, lo- local, mm-hmm. state, and federal uh, employees should be communicating responsibly, and, and I can commit that we will do that. Wonderful. Now, when it comes to communication, of course, nobody does it better than the White House. Uh, Corinne Jean-Pierre, the press secretary, she is next level in her communication skills. And uh, maybe eventually they'll get around to practicing some of those exemplary communication skills on those of us who are just uh, mildly curious about why, for the first 65 years of its existence, NORAD never shot down a single plane over North American airspace and in the past week has done it, eh, two weeks, has done it four times. Four times. What explanation do we have of this from our president? Uh, We do not have an explanation from him, which is I can't underscore this enough. Utterly amazing to me. We have high-altitude warfare going on over the skies of North America using pricey $400-plus-thousand-dollar missiles, one of which was misfired and missed the target. And we don't have an explanation from our president that all is well. We have various people on his behalf telling us all is well. Uh, So what is up with Joe Biden not coming out? And uh, is he not coming out because they're afraid he will spill the beans uh, about something he shouldn't? Well, we'll have uh, Corinne Jean-Pierre's explanation of that next. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
the explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.